If you're a first-time listener, this is a warm welcome to the audio version of the Talking Comic-Con A Cup of Tea with an Englishman in San Diego podcast, a weekly live show covering con culture and entertainment news, brought to you by your host, Leonard Sultana. Now that San Diego Comic-Con is in the rearview mirror, we now start a new season of shows. This is Series 4, Episode 1, and this week Leonard is still taking his hard-earned break. However, co-host Alyssa Franks kicks off the new run with this show all of her own, in which she invites some of the main instigators of SDCC Fit, a movement driven to help people to not only healthily survive their modern con experience, but also enjoy it. Jeff Mueller, the mighty Jerd, Aaron Neighbors from SDC Fit, and Michael Leventhal from the Friends of CC Forum join Alyssa to talk about their energetic experiences of this year's SDCC. Talking Comic Con is looking for sponsors for this year's podcast. If you're an organization that would like to help us keep bringing the latest con news to our viewers and listeners, head to anenglishmaninsandiego.com slash contact dash us to get in touch. Um, I just want to first explain to everybody what's happening. Um, I'm running the show this week. There is no Leonard. He's taking a well-deserved vacation. Please <laughs> think of it, think of this like if you like, uh, it's like a color commentary guy taking over the play-by-play. So that's you know that's kind of where we are today with this show. There are maybe maybe moments of like what's happening. I don't know what is she, where is she going? Mm-hmm. So please forgive that in advance. Um, this is temporary. Leonard's going to be back next week. Um, we're going to be doing a report from the Boston Comic Con. Um, I'm going to be doing a live show um, from there. So that's uh, that's where I'm pretty pretty good. Um, I'd like to introduce everybody this week. Um, first, we've got Mike, who's from the forum, is MLL. And why? Um, what have you been up to from the uh, since the SDCC? Have you gotten back into the gym? Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I, usually, though, I take about a week off. Um, I get in. I'm usually a little roughed up, you know, walking around, not having eaten properly throughout the the con. So I, I usually settle down, take about a week, and then get things back in motion. But yeah, I'm pretty much back now. Working out and preparing for my fall cons, which includes Star Trek and New York Comic Con. That's good. I'm glad to to see that you're you're that you've gotten back into the swing of things. I've only done a couple of a couple of workouts since then. I've seen that um, Aaron, you've done quite a few uh, mm-hmm. since then. Uh, you you've taken over the Twitter handle of SDCC Fit. Oh, surprisingly, it was available. So. <laughs> I kind of thought, <laughs> why not? You know, I've, they, I, there's been a groundswell of support. Uh, I ran into a lot of random people at, at Comic-Con just, you know, randomly. Like, I, I'd be walking and somebody recognized me from, from Twitter. And they, it was just such a, an awesome experience. And, and so I, we have we have to continue this momentum with us to see fit. Um, and I hit the ground running. I'm still uh, – I, I hit the gym the day after I got back. Um, um, we're in the middle of the second uh, two-day, 12-mile uh, walk challenge this weekend. So, um, yeah, everything's everything's going guns a-blazing. So it's, it's, an, it's an awesome experience. Uh, I'm just glad to have connected with a lot of people. Yeah. 
it it has been surprising for me too, just how many people recognized me from the Hangouts. Um, I I didn't was not expecting that at all uh, dur during SDCC. What what kind of a challenge are you doing? I haven't been following it. Uh, well, to celebrate the 12 months until the next San Diego Comic Con, last weekend I did a, a, a two-day 12-mile challenge. So um, there were some people that missed it last weekend, and so I said I'd do it with them again this weekend. So we're doing another 12 miles at mm -hmm. yesterday and today. Mm -hmm. That's nice. So two days of 12 miles. <laughs> yeah, so you can, you can, you can do six, six, day, six miles each day or... You know, I, I did like nine miles yesterday, so I'll do an easy three miles today. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that seems a little uh, <laughs> a little intimidating for for the new the newer person who's just joining well, SD. Well, uh, yeah, I, I totally understand, but it seems like I mean, just going off the momentum from SD from Comic Con, I mean, people were exceeding what I did. I did like 30, 32, 35 miles myself, but there are people who easily doubled what I did. Um, so I kind of thought, you know, if there's people who want to continue this, uh, we can just do like a, a quick, you know, 12 mile celebration, uh, you know, ch challenge just for who wants to do it. And it basically was just a test to see who wanted to do it. Um, so like six miles at San Diego Comic Con each day, you know, seemed pretty, 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 pretty doable. We did comic convention. We did five days. Uh, or four days, uh, three miles each day. So that was like the the twelve mile challenge back then, like a month before Comic Con, mm -hmm. and uh, people were able to do three miles, you know, no problem. So I kind of thought I'd, you know, up the ante a little bit. It it makes sense. I mean, if if you're in the 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 regimen of doing mm -hmm. it every day, then you know, just continuing that makes makes seems to make a lot a lot of sense. However, right. I know that I speak for a number of people when I say I came home and kind of crashed for a few days and was nowhere near mm -hmm. of course. What, wanting to do um, well, any. But I guess, I guess, I, I, I guess, yeah. There, there, there's a few people like that, but I mean, when you think of it more like a marathon, you know, it's like even if you don't do the 12 miles and you happen to do like three miles each day, it's still better than what you probably wouldn't have done if you didn't do anything at all. So I think that's that's my take on it basically. That makes I understand where you're coming from. Not my that wasn't my choice. <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff, what did um since you're you do a lot more with regards to um the fitness on a daily level, I mean uh -huh. daily basis. Um what with your acting career, <laughs> your judicia judis Jiu-jitsu, yeah. Right? Jiu-jitsu, yeah. <laughs> Do you um? Did you hit the ground running, or did you take a few days off? Um, I well, I mean, I didn't stop. So I was in the gym in San Diego, you know, a couple times. Hit the hotel gym and whatnot in the morning before I went to the convention floor and everything. Um, I don't like taking big breaks because. Uh, for me, momentum is a big thing. As long as I have momentum, I don't have any problems sticking with something. It's when I take a break and when I stop and, and I realize how comfortable my couch is uh, that, that I that I run into problems. So I took probably about I think I, I think I took two days when I came home just uh, to recover from jet lag and everything. The jet lag coming home from the West Coast always gets to me. Uh, but at, but other than that, it was just business as normal for me. So right back to it. Right back to it. Yep. 
did did I speaking of your um your acting did I did I read a tweet correctly where um you had said that you're learning a script a full script in two weeks. Do you have an, another acting job coming up? Or? Yeah, I got a couple of small projects uh, that I'm working on. I'm filming a horror movie in two weeks uh, mm-hmm. that we are filming literally in one weekend. And there's a lot of dialogue I have to cram into my brain in the next two weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun, though. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, good. Good, good. So... That's that's nice. I'm glad to see that. Um, I, I I was interested. I hadn't I hadn't caught up on your web series that you done you've done, but I wanted to um to see where that was going, uh because I know that you had had were trying to do a little bit more with the acting and and uh I'd wanted to touch base about that before we got into the um the whole philosophy behind the SDCC fit and how. How that all started? Did you, um, when you started your the idea for for people being the nerd superheroes in in everyday real life? Mm-hmm. How did that originally become something you know to try and uh, to try and motivate other people to get off the couch? Because that's that certainly has taken um, taken the community by storm this past six months. Well, you know, I've been. Really impressed with uh, the the turnout and the people that have been following. And you know, Aaron takes you know as much responsibility for this as I do because he is he is a tweet machine, and I and I, I love it. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people in the community re- really digging into it. I'm I got to be honest, I don't know what it was that made this catch, whereas other things haven't in the past. But yeah, SDC fit it, SDCC fit rather is the the perfect hashtag it seems and it has really really caught people I think honestly though the the reason why I wanted to push it myself is because every year I see the same thing two days into the con I'll see tweets from people that are saying I just can't keep up I'm crashing I'm missing out on things because my legs hurt my feet hurt my back hurts my arm hurts I'm tired I feel like crap I've got the con crud whatever the excuse and I always feel bad because you spend so much money and so much time and so much effort just getting the tickets to get there that it's just I hate watching people not experience it to its fullest when all it takes is a little bit of reasonable prep leading up to it to, to enhance the con experience. So that's where it came from for me. I, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big thing is that people like people who have gone to con in the past and they, you know, want to do it again. And they say, like you said, like two days in, they're like, Oh, I'm dying. Like they want to say, yep. all right, well, how do I get to the fourth day? And you know, yes. all right, I'm still, I'll still be tired. It's, it's almost impossible to go five days and not get, you know, wiped out at comic con, but how do I get longer into the con without being like wrecked. And I think, you know, that, that's where I caught on in terms of A, getting people a little more fit. And also when there's that momentum of you see it's not just you who's tired and it's not just you who are making that effort to make yourself better. That's where, that's where the momentum caught on. Cause it's like, Oh, this guy's doing it. I could do that and I could tweet about it. And then that person tweets and then the next person tweets and it, it bounces off of each other and you get that little bit of, camaraderie adrenaline from from it absolutely i one of the amazing cases and i had a had thought about asking uh jason co 
um, Corgi Commander to also be on, on the show because he really has taken it, um, has joined in the SDCC mm-hmm. fit and has really taken it to the next level of, um, of losing the massive amounts of, of weight. He's, um, I wanted to say, give a shout out to Jason because he did say good morning to everybody here. Um, continue, so continuing on. <laughs> With um, Samantha, maybe. Uh, good morning, oh, SDCC yeah. Fit people. Just sat down after a six-mile walk run. Curious? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Go for it. I'm not going to get that in today. <laughs> um, curious about what everyone is doing mid-workout. Um, I think she's talking about music, audio books, or perhaps uh, personal mantras. Just to keep yourself motivated. For That's a good question. Um, for me personally, I've I've shifted away from music in the last year. So I used to use music as a motivator uh, for my workouts. Now I find that I, I listen to podcasts uh, specifically because it lets me take my mind completely off the workout. It's something that I can engage mentally with, and I can pay attention to that and get my mind off. Uh, the soreness or the suck of a run, uh, you know, because yeah, because it's easy to fall in that hole. Once you start noticing like, oh, man, I'm getting tired. This is hurting. I'm sore. It's easy to start justifying stopping. But I find that for me, if uh, podcasts and I guess audiobooks, you know, which, which mm-hmm. uh, they mentioned might be a good one as well. You're mentally engaged with something else away from the workout. And, and for me, that helps me get through long, long, uh, intense sessions. I had I had well, worked with um, uh, television shows for the longest time. I, I would watch TV, but hmm. then um, I actually, through a fluke, put some music on and was kind of surprised at how much uh, how much that did motivate me. But um, what I hear you saying is go go back to the uh, the podcast or the TV shows. Well, it's gonna everything's. Works for different people. So if music motivate, it used to motivate me greatly, but now I don't feel that I need motivation. I need distraction. Uh, so from that's why I've shifted my focus. But I don't know, Aaron. What what do you do, Mike? What do you what do you guys do? Um, well, uh, for, for me, if, if I'm sorry, Mike. Uh, no, go go go. go. Okay. Um, for me, when I'm doing weights, um, I like to get into like a certain mental like headspace. So I listen to a lot of like Queens of the Stone Age, not working out with weights. Mm-hmm. But for for like cardio and walking, um, I second you know Jeff's you know podcast and audio books. Um, you know I'm I'm really interested into like social media and blogging. So I listen I listen to a lot of uh, audio books by Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, there's a guy named Tim Ferriss, author of the Four Hour Work, uh, the Four yep. Hour Work Week. Um, he's awesome. Um, like anything by Pat Flynn, he's another guy. Um, and those type of people, you know, because you're, I mean, SEC fit is, you know, physical, but it can be mental too. I mean, you're feeding your body and your mind at the same time. When, when you go on these long walks, pop in an audio book for a couple hours and zone out, and you pick up a few things here and there that you can add to your, you know, to your life as a whole. So, you know, I, I, I totally second audio books and, and podcasts for sure. Um, for me, I used to do a lot of music. It used to be, uh, on my weights, I'd be music. On my cardio, I'd be music. 
I've actually stopped with the music. I don't actually now listen to or listen to anything. Um, it, it, the reason I actually stopped, though, was because when you go to the gym enough, you start, you know, you know a lot of people, and I was just getting tired of having to take my earbuds out to say, oh, hey, to this person in between a set, or hey, to that person. And it was like I was barely listening to a song anyway, so I was just like, all right, I'm done. I'm not even going to bother to take the headphones because I have to spend five minutes untangling them out of my pocket. So now I just don't listen to anything. I just keep myself motivated just by the sheer motivation of being at the gym. Um the only thing I don't like, though, is the one thing, and I, I understand that for some people it's it works, some people it doesn't, is the TVs on the treadmills. And the reason I don't like it is because I find that people just are spending their time changing channels, and then they're slowing down and this and that. And I think like you're there to run, keep the TV off for 20 minutes, and focus on the run, you know. So I don't know. That that's my one little thing. Did you guys um, do anything with your diet um, during during con? Well, for, for me, <laughs> for, for, for for me, like uh, back in 2014, I believe was the first time I did like five days at at San Diego Comic Con. Before mm-hmm. it used to be like you know a couple of days here and there just because of work. Mm. Um, so so like that experience taught me a lot of things, like how I should like double down on, on working out. Losing weight. So, I mean, for me, you know, being Asian, you know, I love my white rice, my white steamed rice. You know, it goes with everything, basically. So I had to cut that out uh, drastically. I cut out soda um, and just, like, getting rid of, like, empty calories and eating more whole foods, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lost, like, 10 pounds in the first, like, two months easily. Right? So the first, like, the next year around – I lost 12 pounds, and then this this time around, I lost another 12 pounds. So um, that's like a simple way to get control of your diet is to mm-hmm. just reduce your empty calories, you know. I I actually had wanted to talk to uh, ask Jeff if I know that on your site, Jeff, you talk about um, eating eating from the edge of the grocery store, eating the whole yes. food. The you know the and and similar you know keeping away from the the carbohydrates as as Aaron had said. Um, can you? I've got a friend of mine who likes to follow diets. Sure. And I I've been trying to explain to to him um, why dieting per se isn't good. Um, and it should be more of a, a lifestyle mm-hmm. change. Um, can you add to that at all so that I can – can you give me some ammunition to, like, say, no, you shouldn't try the grapefruit diet or the, you know, some crazy – Other than other than just saying that fad diets suck uh, <laughs> because they're, they're terrible uh, – I'm not a fan of them either. I I don't think they work because they, they're, they're, they're short-term solutions to long-term problems. And, and they tend, what, what tends to happen is people go all in on a fad diet and it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, they'll go all in on it and they'll still notice some quick change. They'll drop some quick poundage, yes, because you're you're drastically, usually drastically reducing the amount of calories that you're you're taking in, which 
shocking that you'll you'll lose weight when that happens. I mean, crazy talk right there. <laughs> but but what happens is they, they tend to be very a lot of them at least tend to be very difficult to follow long term because a they're not very healthy usually. Uh, you're usually restricting calories too much. Uh, you're limiting the foods that you eat and lots of times eliminating healthy things out of your diet that maybe you shouldn't be. But from a, from a willpower standpoint, it's very difficult to make extreme drastic changes to long-term habits, like how you eat. So eventually, you know, I, I liken willpower to your power meter in a video game. You, you only have so much before it needs to recharge. So those diets, they sap that willpower meter really quickly and eventually people break. And then they go back to their old habits and usually they go back to those old habits hard. And then surprisingly, they regain all the weight they lost and probably put on another pound or two and then they get angry. And then they go looking for the next bad diet that'll fix their problem because damn it, there's going to be a magic pill out there that'll do it for them. Unfortunately, not really the case. Um, I think it's a lot easier to just eat relatively clean, like you said, shop from around the perimeters of the grocery store, avoid the box stuff, avoid the heavy sodium stuff, avoid the prepackaged foods, and, and just be cognizant of how much you're taking in on a daily basis and how much you're burning off on, on your workouts. Slow, steady change is sustainable. Quick crash diet changes aren't, and you almost always bounce back from them uh, in, the, in, in, a, in a negative way. Yeah. I, and I, go no, ahead, Mike. Oh, no, I was going to say, and to bounce off of that, I mean, that's kind of how I, I mean, I don't really have a set diet per se, but the thing that's helped me lose weight, you know, is those small changes. Right. To, to say, like Aaron said, he cut soda. I cut soda earlier th earlier this year also, but I didn't just say, I'm not going to do soda at all. I started by saying, all right, I'm going to cut the amount I have within a week, you know, and then I did that. And then a few months later, I cut it some more. Now I'm down. Now I still drink a can, but maybe that's it. Now that's maybe once every other week. I mean, that's like nothing, you know, right. and, and that's the way to do it. And, and the same thing can work for your food. Like if you're like Aaron said, he likes his, you know, rice. I like my Chinese food, but now instead of ordering the chick, the, um, the, the spare rib combo, you get the, the steamed chicken combo. You know, like a slow change like that makes a big difference when you when you and you don't realize it. Really does. I I like what you said. We're saying, Jeff, about um, make it more of a, a, a lifestyle thing as opposed to a, a crash. You know, a crash yeah. of the crash course, so that it it brings it more into the everyday, slow and gradual versus the um, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this month. <laughs> which never never happens to people. Um, Samantha maybe also has gone on to say, uh, talking about the mental side of SDCC fit, getting back to, to my workouts after Comic-Con really helped me get out of the post-con depression. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was going to want to talk about that, obviously, because um, I know I certainly suffer from post-con depression, PCC. Sure. Um, do any of you have testimonials you're willing to share about how being SDCC fit has affected your own mental health? Interesting. That's an interesting question, Samantha. I mean, I, I will certainly say that in terms of post 
San Diego Comic Con. I mean, I'm one of those people, to be honest with, with folks who have been known to cry on the plane on the way back to the, Aww. to the East Coast. Oh, exactly. But you end up getting, I ended up getting over it primarily by planning for my next conventions. Um, that, that's, that was predominantly how I get over the post-con fit. I know that both Jeff and Aaron have said that they jumped right back into the SDCC fit. Um, was and Jeff, you said you you'd never stopped. You were actually working out through the con. So did yeah. did you find that that um, that 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 increase in endorphins um, helped you? I get over the depression. I, it, I I will say this: I noticed the increase in endorphins uh, from my morning workouts got me over the previous night's uh, <laughs> uh, lethargy from, from from being out partying way too late and going, oh, I gotta get out on the con floor. I gotta do stuff. Once I got in the gym, you know, I'd set my alarm, go down, hit the gym at 8 a.m., get a, you know, just get a, a quick 45 minute workout in. And then I felt great. I was ready to go. I was I wasn't dragging in the morning. But th- there's definitely something to be said scientifically. Working out improves your mental state. Uh, it, the, the endorphins that it's that you release, it, it's a proven thing. If you're working out on a regular basis, it definitely helps. Now, will it help you get over the the, the post con crash? I don't know because that's a special kind of crash. <laughs> You know, I, I always feel, you know, that week after Comic-Con, I'm like, man, i got to wait a year. Oh, it's the worst. It gets so sad, and I miss everybody. And I wish I, I get sad the night the convention ends. You know, I always get my pouty face, and, and my wife always looks at me and shakes her head, you know, because you know, nerd prom is over, and I'm so upset. But, uh, but yeah, no, I, I think sticking around on the train and, and not letting yourself slack off, it definitely can't hurt. I think in uh, Samantha's case, she also had a bout of the con crud after the con, so oh. I'm glad you're feeling better, Samantha. That's the worst. Um, but yeah, you know, to to you know add on to what Jeff was saying, yeah, I mean, I know Jeff loves evening workouts, but for me, I love the morning workouts because it does give me a rush. It gets those endorphins started. It puts my mind in the right place to get to, you know to tackle the day to get things done. So, you know, for me, I love morning workouts. I love endorphins. And as, as it pertains to, like, uh, jumping onto the, the STCC Fit workout right after the con, um, I mean, it's like I say to, to other people, STCC Fit is about getting fit for Comic-Con, but it's also about getting fit for life. So when you think of it as a, as a whole, like a continuality or continuity, um, it's basically just like part of your, your everyday life, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I, I I was kind of giving myself a hard time about not getting back on because I knew that I actually needed it, you know, in in um, everything. I just wanted to shout out to the rest of the people, uh, Michael P. Thank you so much, and Craig Lindis, and hi. Carol Hansen um, asks, any ideas on how to prepare for the humidity in San Diego? 
<laughs> that was particularly hard this year. It was horrible this year. <laughs> it was the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't personally think that there's any way of really doing it as opposed to being acclimated to it. I know on the East Coast we get bouts of humidity, um, unlike on the West Coast. So I think that we actually, Mike, Jeff and I, were probably a little bit better used to it or more prepared than somebody who came who came from California and was used to the drier, the drier well, climate. As, as a native San Diegan, it was surprising because I had gone to the convention site a week prior and looked at the weather reports, and I wasn't expecting the humidity like that. I was expecting, you know, maybe high 70s, mm-hmm. you know, low 80s, you know, nice weather, perfect weather. So that, that totally took me by surprise. So I mean, the only thing I can say is just, you know, stay hydrated. Yeah, stay hydrated was the one thing. I mean, there's really no way to prepare for extra humidity. I didn't really notice it that most days, but it's a matter of, you know, using your sunscreen if you know you're going to be outside, keeping hydrated so that way you just don't all of a sudden just crash. I mean, there's little you could do about it. (laughs) And keep the water up. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me was just to, you know, remember to keep hydrated and, um, and that, that, that helped. Um, wanted to just say hi to Graham Small, who's also um, talking to us on on uh, the the chat. Feel free to ask any questions. I've got to actually check with the, the hashtag, too, and, and make sure that we're getting everybody's questions answered. Um, so I we're saw, mid... Oh, before we go too far, I saw uh, Jared sent a uh, link to his dieting thing, so you could probably post it. I did. Oh, you did? <laughs> I did not I did, notice. I didn't do a, a good write-up on it, but I just That's got okay. the like, it, it is a It is a very, you know, calmly titled article called Diets Don't Work, Damn It. So <laughs> I'll let that speak for itself. <laughs> well, it's a nice write-up, and I would encourage every, anybody to, to take a read of it because it um, – <laughs> <laughs> what it does is it it it, incorpor- it incorporates a number of different philosophies. This that's basically lifestyle changes as opposed to I'm going to lose, I'm going to get ready for bathing suit season, which is the antithesis of of what a good diet, in my opinion, should be, or a good eating plan should be. So we're halfway through con season. All right, do you guys? I know that on my horizon, I've got another convention coming up next week and New York Comic Con coming up in October. Do you guys have any major conventions coming up? Um, for me, the next one for HollyH.com will be Long Beach Comic Con. It's a smaller con. Um, also, Stanley's Kamikaze in October. And then um, there's a more like artist centric con called designer con in Pasadena that we like going to. So we like to connect with a bunch of the artists over there as well. So those are like the, the top three in the next few months that we're going to be going to. Mm-hmm. Are they um, pretty intense in terms of walking and fitness level or are they fairly, are they much mo- smaller cons? No, really small, really small, yeah. no, really small cons. I mean, I mean, Kamikaze is in the LA convention center, but I don't think they take up the whole, whole mm-hmm. venue. So I don't think walking is that, that much of an issue. Jer- plus, um, plus, 
in comparison to San Diego, you know, how San Diego has the outlying businesses and, and areas as well. Uh, it's not like that at the other conventions. Jeff, are you going to um, are you going to New York Con this year? I am on the fence. I, I have a lot of projects in, in the fire right now, uh, as well as some travel coming up. I'm going to be out of town, uh, out of the country again in October, and things like that. So, trying to find the the uh, the time to to head up to New York for a couple of days is is going to be difficult. I always get I always get a press pass for it, and I always end up not using it. Um, one day I'm going to make it up there. I'm not sure if this year is the year that it's going to happen. I do have the Baltimore Comic Con, which is right down the street from me, though. That's happening Labor Day weekend. That's always uh, one of my favorite cons of the year. It's it's relatively small comparatively. I think about 10,000 people uh, total, something like that. Um, but it is 100% comic focused. There is no media presence. There is no pop culture presence. It is... It's usually one of the favorites of, of most comic creators because when they go, it's a very chill time. You get you get time to talk to your favorite creators, get books signed, really really dig into the comic side of things, which is nice. But it's a it's a small convention, so not a lot of walking there for me or anything like that. So, not one that you have to train for, so to speak. Well, I mean, everyone's different. I mean, I don't have to, but if. You've never walked a block in your life. Maybe you need to train for that one. You know, I, I don't like to, I don't like to disparage, you know, anyone's efforts. So even if you're training, even if it's something really small, there are some people that that might be, that might be their Mount Everest. So for them, that could be like, oh man, there's no way I'm going to make it around that entire convention center. Uh, you know, cause the Baltimore Convention Center is small, I think, but, who knows? For some people, it might be the the most daunting thing in, in, in the world. So regardless, I, I think if you need to train for it, hop hop on the boat now. You got you got a month till that one hits. There's plenty of time to get some walking in. I absolutely you you bring up a good point because um if I had tried to have done uh San Diego way back in December um, last year, I, I probably would have been exactly in the same position I was in the previous year. Um, I, I did find that having done uh, having done the SDCC that I had a lot more stamina, and yeah, through through um, San Diego to the extent that on Monday. I was um, running late to meet some friends, and I actually broke into a little bit of a run, (laughs) just you know, just for a little block (laughs) on Monday. My feet didn't (laughs) hurt, Um, so that's a a testimonial to anybody who's thinking about joining. uh, Just a half an hour, you know, every every day, every other day, that kind of thing to 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 dovetail onto what Jeff has been saying that um, every little bit does help. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I was asking about New York Con is because, and, and Mike, uh, and and I know that Mike and I are both going to the New York Con, nice. is that I find that that has as much, or close to it, and Michael, Michael jump in here, uh, of walking as mm. um, San Diego does. Do you find... Do you find that there's as much um, your feet are as tired after New York Con, Mike, as uh, as in San Diego? A little bit, yeah. It's it's very similar. Um, 
one of the things is also that you're in New York City, so if you want to do other things, the Javits isn't really close to anything. So you find yourself walking. Like, for example, last year they had the Walking Dead experience, um, mm-hmm. the Walking Dead premiere, which was at Madison Square Garden. So most people actually took the walk from the Javits to the Garden, which is about, what, four or five avenue blocks, which is the equivalent to over a little over a mile. I mean, so that's at the end of your con day, you're then having to walk another mile just to get mm. to the Madison Square Garden. And then they also did things at, like, the Hammerstein Ballroom, and now this year they're going to do more off-sites. So, you know, I think you do do a lot of walking. Um, uh, I don't know if it's quite as intense as San Diego, but it's certainly up there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm also doing the Star Trek uh, we're doing, I, or you should be doing the Star Trek with me, and <clears throat> also on Labor Day. And um, I don't know what to expect from that one, though. I don't know if that one's mm-hmm. going to be as intense. I, I tend to think it won't be. Um, it'll be mostly in in the um, the Javits itself. There aren't going to be the off sites like like there were at at New York and and at San Diego. Yeah. I just I found that just the being in being in a city is so much more physically demanding than being um, in a more car based um, area. So yes. New York yeah. City just requires a lot of walking. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know how much room this Trek show is going to take. I don't know if they're taking the whole Javits, if they're taking part of the Javits. So I don't know if the Trek one's going to be as intense. But New York could get up there in in levels of San Diego. Yeah. So reading uh, reading from the commentaries, um, nice uh, super cat chick says, nice to see you guys. Now feeling semi guilty about the leftover Taco Bell I had for breakfast. <laughs> but listen, listen. You should feel guilty about the Taco Bell that created the leftovers too. What are you eating Taco Bell for? Come on now. <laughs> no, seriously though, it's okay once in a blue moon. It's fine. Everyone enjoys. I had some. I went out last night with my wife and whatnot and some friends. I had a big old plate of chicken wings. Things happen. It's okay. You know. Don't 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 get on yourself for every bad mistake. If it's a common occurrence, maybe then re-eva- reevaluate your diet choices. But eh, we 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 all we all have our moments. The rule of thumb that I use is like every couple of days, you know, every couple of weeks, uh, I'll do like a a big, you know, a week every week or two, I'll do. Um, I had steak tips last night, for example. <laughs> you know, not normal, but. Or ribs, or or something like that. That is that a is that about normal in terms of you know the splurges that people should allow? Depends. I hate to say that answer, but it really depends mm-hmm. on where you are in, in controlling your diet. I think when you're first starting to try and get fit, you're trying to eat healthy, you're trying to break bad habits. You you want to space those cheats out because they can get out of control. I find it for myself now, uh, once a week is pretty common for me. I, I try and live by an 80-20 rule. 80% of the time I'm eating right, 20% of the time I'm not. If you kind of split out how many meals you eat during a week, that turns out to about three meals a week. You can kind of just cheat on not worry about. So I take a day, and usually it's a Saturday or a Sunday, and I just don't pay any attention to what I eat, and I eat whatever I want. Um, but 
if you're just starting out, you might want to be a little more rigorous about it and do it like you do, which every couple of weeks you, you give yourself a cheat. But cheats are very important in my opinion. Uh, because they let you reset that willpower meter, meter I was talking about earlier. Don't just constantly try. You're, you're not living like a monk. You don't need to be completely, you know, pure and clean. It's okay. If you, if everyone's got their thing. Okay. So it's important to let yourself enjoy that thing once in a blue moon. Um, you know, for me, for me, it's, it's things like wings. Uh, and, and donuts, wings and donuts. That's, those are my, I, I lo- love them to death. So I will occasionally be chowing down, chowing, chowing some donuts. I'll be eating some wings. And when I go to the movies, um, I don't drink soda. At the so same time? I, well, at the same time. But when I go to the movies, I always get a soda. I don't know. It's something from my youth. So when I go to the movies, I have a Coke. And there you go. But, yeah, whatever your thing is, you know, if it's Taco Bell, go for it. You know, if it's ribs or steak dips, go for it. You know, I don't know. If it's going to a Brazilian barbecue and eating yourself into a coma, Mike, you know, I would go for it. You know, whatever. We all do those things. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had a uh, family birthday yesterday where we went to one of those Brazilian Ordizios, and I stuffed myself silly. I didn't think about it. I yeah. just, just, that was the end of it. And, you know, but again, I'm, I'm a little different than Jeff. I actually don't really have a specific diet, but I also don't just eat any and everything. Like, I don't snack on candies. I've cut the soda out. I don't do, like, a lot of snacking, but I kind of do eat what I want to eat. So, but I look at, I do weigh myself, and I know where my weight is, and I'm happy with my weight. So that's another factor. If you're happy with, you know, the results you're seeing and you're happy with the weight, you don't have to always just say, oh, am I, you know, do I have to go 100% crazy? You know, it's like you have to also be happy with your body. That's that's the other thing. Yes. You know? like Absolutely. It, it makes complete sense. I had um, had not, I had resisted adding weights into the, the regimen going back to being happy with your body and I resisted the the whole weights um, adding that in but I, I think yeah I know you're shaking your head yeah oh, no no I wasn't shaking my head I, I <laughs> massaging my neck I had a yeah right. <laughs> okay no I, I will officially say you guys are right and that I should be doing a little bit of with, with the weight training. Um, yeah, you know, at least at least body resistance, I think, mm-hmm. is is the way more so than just um, you know, uh, you know, lifting lifting weights at the gym because I'm not a gym person. But um, at least you've got a a nice program on your um, website, Jeff, for um, the weightlifting and and body resistance what did uh, what did you call that uh the nerd fit 101 or 102 well there's there's nerd there's nerdcore fitness 101 i also have nerdcore fitness 102 up on the site right now uh i need to put up 103 i really need to get on that but recently i've been focusing more on motivation and diet related articles uh but yeah so those are body weight workouts i think people could do at home uh one thing that you know one thing i realized when i started my site is that a lot of my fellow nerds, you know, having avoided working out their entire life, you know, avoiding gym class in school, avoiding organized sports, 
never went to the gym. So the thought of going to the gym to start off a fitness journey can be intimidating, uh, especially if people have social anxiety or, or, or things like that. So I put together some bodyweight exercises that people can do at home to get their body used to the rigors of exercising and kind of ease them into uh, into going to the gym. And then, of course, I do have a basic strength training guide up on the site, uh, which is for you know people that are going to the gym that want to put together a basic overall fitness workout, uh, which I think is a good beginner one as well. But, yeah, definitely if you haven't worked out before, if you want to do bodyweight exercises, the Nerdcore fitness stuff on the site is perfect, I think. Um, because, honestly, while I know people love running and, and I think it's great cardio and everything else, you have to put some weight training in if you really want to get in shape and be fit and feel good about yourself. Building muscle is is an important thing. As human beings, we are designed to use our muscles and we have we have relegated ourselves to sitting in chairs typing away on computers and playing video games and watching movies all the time and we're not designed for that so it's important to get out there and throw up some weight occasionally do you find that with an increased amount of muscle mass that your um uh your uh, metabolic rate increases yep. does that does that yep. have an effect on it do you burn calories Lifting weights is proven to burn more calories than just doing cardio because it increases your, your metabolic burn rate for days after an intense uh, weightlifting workout. Now, I, I understand that when you're first starting out, you're not going to be doing intense weightlifting. That's not in the cards where you will hurt yourself, you'll be angry, you'll quit. But after a while, once your muscles get used to it, and you start doing some serious weightlifting. And when I say serious weightlifting, understand I'm not talking about bodybuilding. I'm not talking about getting ripped and, you know, you're, you're not going to be hulking out, especially ladies. And this is something I constantly argue with with women who are saying, I don't want to get bulky. You're not going to get bulky unless you are eating immense amounts of calories. It takes calories to build muscle. If you're also restricting your caloric intake, and you're paying attention to try and lose weight, lifting weights isn't going to make you heavier. It's not going to make you jacked. You're not going to look like a man or any other silly excuse I always hear. Uh, it's just going to get you in better shape. And honestly, I think you know some people want to lose weight to feel better. Some people want to lose weight to look better. Lifting weights is what makes your clothes fit better. Lifting weights is what makes you look better in that bathing suit. Lifting weights is what makes you look better naked. Uh, that is where your form comes from. So uh, it's, it's the truth. You know? So I, I think it's important. And it doesn't have to be heavy weights. But, yeah, get those muscles engaged. It, it's important. I, I have the muscles, and now I, I find I can't put shirts on and off. You know, it's just oh, it's too hard. I can't, I can't. You just can't do it. Oh, so, so ripped. Too hard. Yeah. Jacked. I was also under the impression that I mean, for those of us who are not interested in, in bulky, uh, bulking up. Um, that if you did a uh, high repetitions, like a thirty, um, a low weight lifts as opposed to 10 strong, you know, uh, intense weight, that the lower weights were better um, for just for a long sinewy muscle? You, that, you, it, need uh, to, you need to define lower weights. So here's the okay. thing. Here's my rule. If your okay. dumbbell is pink and it weighs less than 10 pounds, 
Stop it. Just put it down. <laughs> you stop that. Because no. Bad. Uh, that's, that's, that's hard. Like, I, nothing drives me nuts. I'm going to do 50 reps with this 10 pounds. That does nothing for you. Uh, but yeah, you do want to do higher reps, maybe 15 in your set as opposed to if you're really, if you're really pushing hard and you're trying to really increase your strength, you tend to do five to eight reps of a really heavy weight. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for, if you're looking for more of the, more elongated muscle look. You're you're not looking to really build muscle. You're just looking to get muscle endurance and feel stronger and better about yourself. You know, 10 to 15 reps is good. But again, those are all very subjective, and it it depends on what you're trying to do. These are kind of blanket generalities that a lot of times don't apply depending on you, your body type, the exercise you're doing, what your goal is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So hard to say, but as a general rule, sure. Aaron, what do you think on that? <laughs> I agree. Um, it, a lot of it is based on genetics. Um, <laughs> seriously, I mean, uh, not everybody can be, you know, a world, world-class world bodybuilder or like a, a power lifter. Um, it's, a lot of it is deciding genetics and how much hard work you put into it. So uh, personally for me, I like to do, you know, my time is important. I have a lot of things going on. So when I'm in the gym, I mostly do circuit routines, full full body circuit routines, like maybe three times a week, something I can do in like 30 or 45 minutes uh, in addition to my cardio. So when I switch off the exercises here and there, but for the most part, if it was a full body routine, starting off with like legs, since those seem to be, uh, the areas where I need to work on, I mean, they require the most, I guess, intensity. So I get the legs out of the way first, and then from there I go to the, you know, uh, chest and back, and then my core, and then mm-hmm. end up with biceps and triceps. So for me, in a nutshell, that's that's my routine. Yeah, I, I would say to bounce off on what both both Jeff and Aaron have said is, is a lot of it is body type. I mean, I, cause having been at the gym for a while, I'm, I'm a naturally bigger person. If I stop working out, I'll balloon up. I'll gain weight. I won't, you know, like, I won't lose all the muscle mass. I'll just become fat. And that's where I used to be years and years ago before I did, you know, started my weight training. But I know so many other people at the gym who are really skinny guys who they're, like, we're all trying to meet in this middle, like, area like i'm i'm a big guy coming down but they're little guys trying to you know build up so it it really what you do to get to where you need to go is going to be a lot of based on what you can do based on your body type i I mean you just it's like the same thing that would work for me is not going to work for someone else i'm a big guy so i could bench a lot heavier than some people who are smaller guys who don't have who if they stop working out They'll just skinny down and you know lose all their muscle mass. So yep. that that's a big thing is to know your body type and to work with that. I mean, there 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 are skinny people who I look at the gym and they're not doing weights. They're doing a lot of calisthenics, you know, like pull ups, lift ups, and they have a ripped six six pack. And I'm like, I could be at the gym. I could, you know do pull-ups till my arms fall off and I'm just a big guy. That's not my body type. I, you know, to get to that, to that degree. Anyone? No, I have 
Well, it was going to go to um, our uh, question and answers. Um, Samantha maybe again is asking uh, the panel if anybody has any tips on how to handle sore feet. Um, I I know that for me, I didn't have sore feet this year. I did. Good. Did either of you, any of you guys? No. I think for me, the biggest thing that I did to change that was obviously you know, increased workload and walking, but also make sure you're wearing the right type of shoes. Oh, I have wide feet, so my sh- I have to find, I have to find the right shoes for me. Um, but in order so to, so cosplay the, shoes the, didn't work for you, Aaron. I'm sorry. The, the cosplay shoes, the small uh, little uh, cute cosplay uh, shoes. <laughs> no, not, not this time around. No, but uh, I guess in, ter- in order to alleviate the pain after you have pain after walking a lot, I would say maybe elevate it. Um, to yep. some degree to take the pressure off your feet. Um, that's probably, you know, probably the biggest tip I can give you. If, if you have and a gym, also, if you, if you have a gym with a spa, a hot tub, hmm. spend a few minutes in there. Right. Yep. That's good too. Yeah. I, I just want to echo what Aaron said about shoes. I think that's where a lot of people, a lot of people think they have shoes that fit when they're only walking very limited amounts because there's no time for your shoes to really wear down on your feet. Uh, but once you start walking a lot or running a lot or doing whatever, you might, you might think that, oh, my feet just can't take it when really it's not that your feet can't take it. It's your feet can't take your crappy shoes. Uh, go out and get some decent shoes. Um, go get, if you're running, and you're having a constant problem with it, I know there's a lot of specialty stores around that will do real fittings for running shoes for you where they'll they'll make you run on, I forget what they call it, but they, they measure your gait and everything else. They do some, some computer uh, analysis of your stride and things like that, and they'll help you pick a good shoe for you. Uh, so maybe that's something to do. And don't don't ever be afraid to go get a foot massage. <laughs> The, the other thing that you can do is um, look at the bottom. If you have a running shoe or you have a, a shoe that you've worn quite a bit, look at the bottom of it. And if it's worn on the inside of your midsole or on the back, uh, the excessive wear on your heel, that means that you um, pronate. You may um, roll in a little bit um, with arches, and you may want to look at a more supportive, um, corrective shoe. And if you were to go into a running store, they'll um, they'll and you say, I, I think I I think I roll in or I think I roll out. Can you work with me on this? Um, mm-hmm. They'll probably be able to find a shoe that would help you a little bit more. Unfortunately, um, Samantha uh, goes on to say that she's ready to show off her cosplay. So I think that there may be a little bit of a problem with some of the cosplay shoes uh, <laughs> that goes along with, with the outfits, which is unfortunate. And it's one other thing real quick. So Carol Hansen in the comments there made a very good point that a volunteer at Nerd HQ had recommended compression socks for, for sore feet. My wife does that. Um especially after she's flying and traveling and then walking a lot and they work wonders. So that might be a good investment as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I actually, it's not my feet that get sore. It's actually my knees that go first. Mm. So like I actually, a few years ago got these like little compression things just for the knees. Like they're these little Mueller's and they just wrap right around <laughs> the knee. 
Mueller, huh? Yeah, Mueller, Mueller. I, I, I will take my I will take my cut of that sale somehow. I don't know why or how, but I nice. I mean, but like they work. I mean, they work a little bit, and they they compress my knee a little bit, and mm-hmm. you know they relieve some a little bit of the tension. Yep. So, you know, if if you like the compression, if you like, you know, you could you could use that stuff in your in your con to. Extend your feet. Is it gonna? Is it gonna make it that you're not tired at the end? No, but it'll probably extend yourself a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. It makes sense. I, I, a lot of people do come into um, where I work and are asking for the compression socks. So that 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 makes a lot of sense, especially for days. I have a feeling that they would work when I'm sitting like in in Hall H or or sitting uh, on the plane. Um, that's where I think that the compression socks yeah. might might help a lot. Is that the is that a misconception, or should I be wearing them when I'm actually walking a lot? Should be wearing them when they make you feel the best. Uh, you okay. know, you, you can wear them for different reasons. So I mean, it, right. some people like my wife, uh, for instance, flying messes with her her circulatory system. And she's her feet and her wrists and her fingers swell up. So the compression. Prevents that. For me, that's not an issue, but when I'm doing a lot of walking, I like to wear like a compression ankle sleeve because I have what I refer to medically, it's a medical term, it's called shitty ankle. Um, it just gets, it gets angry and painful after a while. So I wear, I wear a compression sleeve on my ankle, uh, to, to prevent that. You know, whatever works for you. I mean, it's fine. Um, let's see. Jason Coe is going on to say, I'm planning my first trip to Asia this fall. I've nice. read that exercise can help with jet lag. So I think this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with uh, post-con depression and um, that, that endorphins just help in general. Uh, well, yeah, it does. But, you know, in terms of jet lag, it, it, Asia, so I know that I know that pain. Um, I don't know where in Asia you're going. Uh, a, awesome. Uh, you're going to have a great time, Jason. Uh, have, have a blast. Uh, the flight is miserable, but the jet lag is rough because depending, I think, I think Jason is somewhere in like the middle of the middle of the U.S., right? Colorado area, I believe, or something like that. Uh, but you're looking at almost a flip. You're almost going to be looking at, you know, 10 to 12 hour time difference. So night is day, day is night, and it really messes with your system, especially if you're not used to it. Working out can definitely, if you're working out when you get there, while you're experiencing the jet lag, it can help keep your clock kind of right. It'll help, it'll help energize you enough to power through and stay up long enough on those first couple days to reset your clock and acclimate to the new time zones. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a, Whew. That's a that's a mess of jet lag there. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna have some fun with that. <laughs> I'm gonna be going to um, Vietnam myself in the spring oh, with my nice. mom. We're doing a, we're doing oh, a trip wow. there, so I'm awesome. looking forward to my first like mega long plane trip. I mean, I've gone over to Europe, but from the East Coast over to Europe is you know seven hours. It's not it's not hellacious like uh, going to um, uh, Vietnam from from my coast, so I'm uh, taking notes and thank you, thank you, Jason, for um, asking that question. I do appreciate it, and Jeff for your answer. Um, I think we've 
kind of um, it's two o'clock and we're kind of um, wrapping it up. Is there anything else about SDCC fit that you guys um, that we haven't covered, Michael? I'll go to you no. first. Yes, I, there was one other thing, and actually it, it brings in together something. Jeff wrote an article, um, and I also kind of wrote an article about it, and it was for people who first time going into the gym. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it was funny because we, we almost, you know, at certain we covered very, you know, our own topics, but we also at one point covered almost the same exact thing, which was, the fear of the first time people going into the yes. gym and that judginess. And I think it happened out that we almost said the same exact thing is that no one cares. I mean, no, no, just, just go to the gym. No one cares that you're there and, you nope. know, doing your own thing. Cause they're, they care about their own shit and they just don't care. Like they're, they're not there to judge you. That's true. Yeah, 100% I, I, true. I sell um, Lycra mm -hmm. at, at for my work, and uh, one of the a lot of women come in and don't want to wear Lycra, and I'm I'm one of them. Nobody likes to see people in Lycra who are not zero percent body fat. Um, but that said, it's worth it to be comfortable. Uh, you know, it comes down to the point where you if you're out there doing it, just you want to be comfortable, and if you're comfortable in Lycra or you're comfortable in sweatpants or you're comfortable, just do it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can also say, you know, F the gym. You can you don't have to go to the gym. No. There's other things that you can do. Yep. So, I mean, gym's not, gym's not the end on be all. Mm -hmm. No, although I do think that once you start becoming a little more fit, the gym does become – a yes. place where you're going to want to eventually step foot into. And I know the feeling that there is like, and it's a big misconception because you see all these commercials on TV. It's like, we don't judge and no one, no one's coming here and judging you in this place or that place or this and that. But at the end of the day, my experience has been that no one judges you no matter where you are. They just don't care. They just really, people just really don't care. Yeah. Anything else to add to the conversation, Jeff? Uh, yeah, the only thing I want to say is this. So, well, I'm going to say two things. Number one, Aaron, thank you again for carrying the SDCC fit flag high over your head and waving it around like a crazy man. You're doing, you're doing the Lord's work, sir. Thank you. Uh, but everyone who's on that train, everyone who's jumping on the con fit, NYCC fit, SDCC fit, geek fit, whatever hashtag fit thing you're jumping on. Using the convention as an excuse or a reason to get started is great, but don't stop. Once you start, let the momentum keep going and you don't have to, you don't have to always go at the same intensity. It can, you can have ups and downs. There can be hills and valleys. There can be times that you're super motivated and times that life is so crazy and just raining down the suck on top of you. Like, I don't have time to do anything else but exist. You can find a little bit of time to take care of yourself. That's what this is all about. This, 
you know, whether or not this is in your, in your mind, if this is about, I want to look great in my cosplay. I want to be able to make it to the convention and not feel crappy. I want to, I want to look good at the beach. I, you know, whatever, whatever it is, when you really dig under, under it all and you look at it and you open that hood and look deep inside, this is about bettering yourself and feeling better about yourself. So give yourself the respect to do that on a regular basis. Clean up your diet a little bit. Exercise a little bit. No one ever said at the end of the day, man, I wish I hadn't have eaten that piece of fruit or man, I wish I hadn't have worked out. You know, that's not, that's not how it happens, but a lot of people will one day go, man, I wish I would have taken care of better care of my body for the last 20 years. So if you start, stick with it. We're all going to be here. I know I'm not going anywhere. I don't think Mike's going anywhere. I know Aaron's not going anywhere. We're going to be here. You know, uh, Corgi Commander, you know, all the people that are, are jumping on this train. We're here. We can point you to resources. We can help motivate you. We can give you tips. We can be there for you. But for God's sake, if you start, please don't stop. That's all I have to say. Well said, Jeff. Thank you so much. That, that was that was a pleasure. I, I I may just you know take that little snippet and rebroadcast that if I possibly can. Um, I did want to introduce. Uh, <laughs> I did want to introduce Mike. Um, is going to be handling our NYCC fit. Um, the NYCC fit, not hashtag, but um, Twitter. A feed to so the but we've got NYCC fit and we've also got um, SDCC fit on on the hangout today. Aaron, was there anything you wanted to ha- add to this? Well, there's one thing I'll probably end with. Um, Samantha, maybe who was you know commenting earlier, uh, she had said something uh, uh, at, uh, near the end of July. She said uh, after only two months of being. SDCC fit. I felt such amazing results. I want to be SDCC fit for life. So, I mean, for me, that was such a, an awesome thing to read. And, and that gives me more, more motivation just to connect with other people who want to, you know, jump on board as well. So if you're out there, you know, uh, look us up the hashtag, you know, hashtag SDCC fit on Twitter. Uh, also the same, uh, a Twitter handle, so uh, we would love to connect with you. Uh, let us know how you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. I mean, really, um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> what, what no one really wants to say is we're just building an army of very fit geek nerds mm-hmm. to take over the entire world. So that, that's, that's, right. that, that's what... <laughs> what are you doing, man? You're letting a secret out. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> the um, the NYCC fit page is, is we're, we're just starting it up now, so we don't have a lot of uh, stuff on it. We haven't done a lot of tweets on it, so we're, we're moving forward on that. But I will say it is dovetailing w- really well into uh, the week in television, which is all about the Olympics and uh, watching right. watching all of those uh Sports that that don't get a lot of airplay. There's not, you know, a lot of baseball on there, which is I'm personally happy for. I like watching archery and and gymnastics and all of the summer stuff. So I just want to. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure Michael loves it too, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah. 
I, I no, no, <laughs> I don't. I, I, I just, you know, this is what annoys me. Is that <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but, I, I swim, and for the six months after every Summer Olympics. Everyone wants to become Michael Phelps, and my pool becomes so filled with people swimming, and I can't get my laps in. So I like all the Olympics except for swimming. That's it. I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> as, as all of us are laughing so much, we can't say a word. I can't even. He can't even. He can't even, people. He can't even. But we <laughs> just to go back to the television aspect of the Olympics, um, that that is going to be taking up uh, most of the bandwidth for the next week or so. I it does look like there's a really good uh, crop of late August and fall shows coming along. So we're going to be doing. Um, some write-ups on that, on on, and keep you all abreast of on that for uh, the week in television. So just to give you a heads up, so you can set those DVRs to record the first episodes. I can't tell you how many shows I've watched where I've, I've missed the first episode. I'm like, what? Welcome. So um, I wanted to go out and just uh, say a word to um, please help support the Englishman in San Diego. Um's Patreon page. Uh, he does, Leonard does a lot for the community and any help that he can get to, to cover the costs of it is gratefully accepted. And I just wanted to, to put that out there so people don't forget about it. Go. We're going to be reporting from the Boston Con next week. Um, I will be doing a live report. There's going to be a cosplay section from the Boston Con, and I hope to get over there and do, um, I don't know, you know, a, a 15, at least 15 minutes and, and go through the booths over there and talk about some of the events that are happening because it is a pretty big con for cosplay, and uh, a lot more so than there was at San Diego this past year. So I wanted to thank everybody for um, joining me today. And um, talking about mid-season SDCC fit and helping us keep motivated into the rest of con season and through the winter months. So for life. <laughs> and for life. And for life. Um, Aaron, where can people find you? Um, you can find me in three different ways: um, the SDCC fit hashtag on Twitter and the account. Uh, I have uh, I operate a blog hallh.com with my buddy Alex Benedicto, and I also have my personal uh, Aaron Naboos uh, Twitter, uh, where I cover a lot of social media and, and graphic design related uh, things. So that's where you can find me. Wonderful. And Mike, where can people find you? Um, they can find me a few places. I'm usually the same handle everywhere. So it's M L L N Y. And that's at Friends of CCI, that's on Twitter, and that's at my um, High Def Ninja, which is where I generally do all my press uh, stuff from that site. Um, and you'll start seeing tweets from me also from NYCC Fit as well. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And, Jeff, where can people go to get motivated? 
and maintain <laughs> your motivation and SDCC fit for life. Well, there's there's a lot of places you can find me. So first off, go to thejerd.com. That's where you can go from geek to real life superhero. Uh, that's that's where I post all my articles and whatnot. Uh, you can find me on all the social media, be it Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all under the mighty Jerd. Uh, you can also find me if you're interested in anything else I'm doing on Facebook. You can like my uh, fan page, which is official Jeff Muller. And then, uh, yeah, there's also my woefully under underused uh, YouTube channel, which I think I already mentioned. But I apologize up front that if you go to that, because I've had a lot of people go to my YouTube channel lately and say, hey, I'm checking out your YouTube channel. And I feel so guilty that nothing's been posted in a long time. So more stuff to come on there. But, yeah, you can find me all the places. Uh, reach out with any questions you have. Happy to help you motivate or find the appropriate workout for you. Excellent. So from all of us, uh, have a nice week, and we will see you next week. I do have one more thing to, to say, and that um, Leonard, Englishman in San Diego, has uh, done some sleuthing and found out the dates for 2018. They, we think that they will be July 19th through the 21st, just to give us a few years to prep and get the PC fit for them. <laughs> From all of us, have a nice week. Bye. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. Good work, y'all, dude. <laughs>